Hi everyone and welcome to episode 104 of Fun Fancy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys. Yay, Lauren. Yay, Daryl. Yeah, episode 104. <laughs> so um, we've been crazy busy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, guys. Houses are crazy. Sauce. Not the houses. Well, yeah. The interviews. Oh, well, yeah, the interviews as well. Sorry, I, I just have two different worlds. We've I was been... just saying to Daryl, like, I mean, once... Like, we either focus so much on one bit of our lives or we focus so much on the other. So it's either houses, which is what it was, like, this past weekend, or it's Final Fantasy Union, really. And actual jobs. And then actual jobs, yeah. But that's not important, No, they're not important at all. Nah, Um, So, yeah, we actually might have a slightly shorter show for you this episode. Mm. And we do have another thing that we we didn't really want to have happen but has happened um so we've got two segments for you this episode which means again we have no quiz because honestly we just haven't had the time to organize it no no it's been so so crazy busy but yeah we we want to apologize for that but like honestly it was just us just forget (laughs) like we just we just our minds are just so scattered at the moment yeah so in our two segments, we are firstly going to be talking about E3. Yay! Yay, E3. And the fact that Square Enix are having a press conference again. Yeah, which it's, should be interesting. It's been a long time since they've had a press conference, so... How many How many years or whatever? I think they might have had an interim one, but I distinctly remember them having one at my first E3. Aww. Where it was um, a press conference to talk about Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> Uh, the original Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm guessing. Yes, the original Ooh. Final Fantasy fourteen, and it was about an hour late starting, and <laughs> so it's already off to a bad start. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was not fun. Um, but yeah, other than that, we've got news to talk about. So we've got some stuff about Final Fantasy fifteen, mm. specifically about Episode Disguise, and um, some updates potentially, as well as some feedback. So they've they've shared the feedback from all the consumer surveys, and it's really interesting comparing the different regions. Yeah, so we're going to take you through that if you haven't seen that already and then we've got some uh just in like news about stuff within the final fantasy universe because mm. it's been a bit of a quiet month yeah it really has been um the only news that we've really had have been about the mevious thing which we haven't really been reporting on the yeah that's what it's called spoilers it? well but yeah but yeah we like it's just a shame because we're not they haven't announced us getting it yet, so... No, it is being localised. It is being localised. I think, I think they when have... When did they announce well, that? we're going to get onto that. Okay, fine. In the news, which is why I didn't want to talk I about it. I just want it to happen now. Can I just have it now? Never mind. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, for anyone who's listening to this show for the first time, this is, of course, Final Fantasy Union, and it's part of a series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union presented by the Gaming Union Network, and we run on a four-week rotation with, obviously, Kingdom Hearts Union, so you get a different show every other Tuesday. And it's going to come out on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com and YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. Yeah, we've obviously got no quiz again this episode. The Type Zero HD interviews have been taking a lot of our time. Uh, We just posted up Jeff Fisher last Mm -hmm. week, which was pretty cool. And we've got about three three or four more <laughs> to, to come at the moment yeah yeah it's just been it's just been a madhouse here daryl i think every day has been just slaving away at the computer trying to get the editing done and yeah but 
We're, we're getting through them. We are. And the other thing that we didn't mention, but we will mention now, the reason why I'm also been very busy is because we just relaunched Kingdom Hearts Union, the, the website. So it I've looks been lovely. slaving away doing podcast interview editing and also coding up a new site. Yay, Daryl's, super Daryl's. So if you want to go and check that out, obviously it's kingdomheartsunion.com. It looks um, lovely. We have posted up an intro post. Feel free to comment if you have any feedback or just want to say hi. Mm, yeah. Definitely. We've got a Patreon shout out this episode for Chris Valant. And also, I just want to give a general high five to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We we really do appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. Um, yeah, without you, I mean, we can keep doing this, really. Yeah, and it obviously means that we can keep trying to push the show forward. So, obviously, yeah. we mentioned last episode, or maybe the one before, that we have invested quite a lot of the money into buying new equipment. Mm. And that's so been really, sound prettier. It's been really helpful for the interviews we've been doing. Oh yeah, especially because uh, some of the voice actors have really sweet microphones. Oh my god, like um, Mark Hansen. Mark Hansen's oh, microphone yeah. is so sick. He he loves microphones. He just talks about microphones all the time. He could talk about microphones pretty much all day. And I think when I started asking him about the different types of questions um, relating to his microphones, he got really excited. Yeah, a little he, fangasm. He he did. He just started going crazy about different types of microphones and then different room setups. And yeah, it basically makes you appreciate how much a microphone can make a difference. But then, obviously, you need to get a microphone that complements your voice as well. Yeah, blah blah blah. But blah, that's blah. just so crazy. But yeah, on the subject of Patreon, also, you know, just to mention, if you do support us on Patreon, which you can do for as little as one dollar, um, you get access to an exclusive show, which we do called "Please Be Excited." And uh, we generally try to get either myself or Lauren, Brandon, Chiro and Sabrina on there. And it's a, it's maybe like a 10, 15 minute show where we just talk about things that we're kind of doing behind the scenes, yeah. um, what's going on in our general lives, really any just games random we've been stuff. playing. Yeah, it's just, it's just really random. Yeah, just so, yeah. sort of whatever, just so that you can have a little bit of a, of a closer connection with us. Yeah, so yeah, time for discussion. Yeah, discussion. We have... Plenty to discuss. Do we? Yes, because E3 is obviously happening next month. <gasps> and as it? I mentioned, we have a Square Enix press conference for the first time in a while. Oh my god. But watch it, it's all going to be Western stuff. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> calm yourself. So yeah, it's E3 is taking place a little later this year. It's happening mm. on the between the 16th and the 18th of June. But there's probably going to be something on the, the stuff on the 15th as well, because... Typically, some of the bigger publishers like to do their press conferences just kind of outside of the show, so that it doesn't take up the uh, the time. But if you're thinking about the specific Square Enix press conference, it's actually going to be taking on the place on the 16th before the show starts. So it's going to be 9 a.m. in Pacific time, which I think translates to midday in Eastern and 4 p.m. in Europe. Yeah. Ish. Well, 4 p.m. in the UK. Like, then, well, that's like, uh, if it's midday, if it's like 12 p.m., then that means it's about 5 p.m. Well, see, I, I thought English that time. too, but apparently not. Okay. Because of the time differences and the standard times. Because it's, uh, it's not Pacific Standard Time at the moment, it's Pacific Time. I, I don't know, it's re- weird. I basically did a conversion. It said it came up 4 p.m., but for both EST and PST. I, yeah. I'm not going to question it. Nope. It could be 4 p.m. then, but it could be 5. Just be around between the hours of 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. and we'll have a great time. But I am mindful that the percentage of people listening to this show that that applies to, probably quite small. 
Yeah. Although, yeah. Um, Although, big up the UK listeners. We I think that's you. pretty cool, though, that, that we'll actually be able to watch it, though. It's not like something where it's like at midnight on our time. Yeah, I hate those things. I know. They, they suck. It's one of the things that just comes with E3 happening on the East Coast. It's usually the Sony conference, sorry, isn't it? Coast. The Sony conference usually takes oh place at like 2 o'clock in the that's morning That's like the for us. one that I want. That's the only like press conference that I ever really like. Except for Square Enix, of course. But um, it's the only, like, press. Well, they that... haven't had this one, so... Yeah, but... Well, yeah, but I mean, that it's the only one that I always look Stop forward to. Stop trying to get fake brownie points. Oh, I just want it. I just want to collect them so much. But yeah, um, the press conference, as has been customary with some of the previous ones, is going to be live-streamed on YouTube and mm-hmm. Twitch. Uh, Square Enix have typically... Are they, Square Enix Presents was live-streamed before, wasn't it, uh, on YouTube? Yes, they do that quite quite frequently on YouTube. So, yeah, they're going to be streaming it, and they've said that they're going to be discussing an, quote-unquote, exciting slate of games that will be coming out this calendar year. So what does that mean for Final Fantasy, Lauren? Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Final Fantasy Seven on PS4, yeah! yeah it, it, <laughs> it, it probably means, honestly, very little. I mean, yeah, as probably Lauren, all the games are going to come out on PS4, PSN. As Lauren dampened our spirits right at the beginning of this discussion, <laughs> I'm going to highlight the, yeah, the Square Enix. Since si- in the last couple of years, since they bought IDOS, they've generally used E3 to focus on their Western titles, and yeah. they typically used the Tokyo Game Show to do their Japanese ones. And you've got to bear in mind that that they do have a ton of Western titles in development at the moment. So, obviously, they just announced Deus Ex Mankind Divided, which was pretty cool. They did a whole Mm. thing on Twitch, which was... uh, It was pretty creative. So, it's not necessarily bad games. No, no. It's just just that different games. Yeah. Games that we we shouldn't care about on this show, but we will probably still care about because they're this should be good but yeah so we had Deus Ex um, Just Cause 3 has been making a big splash at the moment mm-hmm. so that's from Avalanche Studios Life is Strange is still going on that's the, that's the episodic game which is um, it's it's different yeah a lot of people are like sort of either really loving it or really just not liking it but like some people are really finding it funny like some of the um, some of the jokes in it like uh, I think they have a joke about Final Fantasy Spirits Within about it on how TV. How dare they? And, uh, and, uh, how dare they? Well, I think they say something like about how it's an amazing movie or something. I, f- I forget how it went. How but dare I they? Think it was, I think it was just so funny. <laughs> but yeah, but um, but obviously, like a lot of people, a lot of people are really enjoying playing it. So that should be good. Yeah. So Life is Strange is probably going to have somewhat of a presence. Obviously, it's yeah. it's not well, it's out now, but it's an episodic game, and I think they've only had episodes one and two released so far. And yeah. I think I don't know when three's planned to come out, but. Mm-mm. They'll probably have some coverage for that at the press conference and also on the show floor. Then, of course, we have Noscoth, which is kind of doing the rounds. They might do a little bit on that. Um, The big one is obviously Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, which... You don't know... Because it's a Microsoft exclusive, it makes me think they're going to do some stuff in the Microsoft press conference. Oh, definitely. And it depends on whether or not they choose to do a live demo during that conference as to what they'll do in the Square Enix one. Mm. It's typically when they have those things, they generally tone it down a bit or ramp it up a bit more. I still just find it so strange that it's an Xbox exclusive. It's like Tomb Raider's always been like sort of synonymous with PlayStation, hasn't she? Square Enix just have... They, they just have this reputation of... Doing things doing, that we just do not yeah, understand. Co- console platform choices just... No one understands. No. And they just seem to annoy everyone. It's... The only one they haven't Bless really them. done is is 
I don't think anyone's ever really complained about a PlayStation exclusive. No, no. Which is what, like, you know, they seem to be abandoning at the moment. <laughs> They're just like, no, 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 we won't have PlayStation exclusive. We'll have PlayStation and but Xbox it's like, One. I mean, fair enough if you're going to go from exclusive to multi-platform. That yeah, makes that's logical fine. sense. But then if you're going to go from multi-platform to exclusive... On a console just, that didn't really sell as well as the PS4. You just annoying people for no real reason but there again the la the one that was when was it announced that it was xbox exclusive was that at the last e3 last e3 so that was was that before xbox one and ps4 were really no they've been they'd been out they had been out okay because i was gonna say if maybe maybe they were just assuming oh well maybe you know xbox one will do better but it didn't <laughs> Wait, you're making me question now when the PS4 came out. I know. Out. I'm, I'm sure it's been out over a year. I don't know. Because, like, I'm trying to think, what was that last E3? And, yeah, I guess it must have been. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. What is like, going on? My I'm brain. Sorry. Don't, don't do this to me. Because they were Stop talking about, no. talking about um, Sunset Overdrive and stuff. Yes. Um, so the only other potential Western game they have is uh, Hitman. Yes. So, um, I do I love me some IO Hitman. Studios. IO Studios. I think it's IO Studios, mm. right? Um, they have said that they're making, or someone has said they're making, maybe it's IDOS Montreal who are working on it. I don't know. Mm. Someone within Square Enix <laughs> has said that they are working on a new Hitman game that isn't a mobile game because that's what Square Enix Montreal do. And we haven't really heard anything about it since then. Yeah. So they could use this to announce Hitman. Either way, that's a lot of Western games to talk about. Yep. And we don't know how much time the press conference is going to take up. Um, they generally range between like 45 minutes through to an hour and a half, depending on how much stuff they have to show. Um, and that's obviously going on the different publishers they have. Mm. The big platform holders generally will do a bit more time. Um, mm. But, you know, the, like Ubisoft and EA, have, have, they've done time as well. Um, it just obviously depends on how much stuff they have to show. But, I mean, there's probably still going to be some stuff from the Japanese games in there. But, I mean... I think in the last active time report, uh, Tabata actually said that it's not really going to be a much Final Fantasy 15. No, there. like don't be, don't be too excited for E3 as far as Final Fantasy 15 news. Which is they just... probably will have episode episode Duskai. Yeah, I'd imagine like they, they might have, have that like on the games. show floor so you can play yeah, it. Yeah, and um, and maybe a new trailer. Yeah, I think so. That's what. I think that's what he said they were going to do. So, or maybe something about the tech demo because they keep saying that they're going to have a tech demo come out for people who weren't able to get the um, who weren't able to get the Type Zero uh, PS4 uh, demo for Episode Dust Guy. He kept saying that there was going to be a special tech demo for people who didn't get it. Oh, okay. I mean, so I don't know if maybe like they'll have information uh, on that. I think during the active time report, he did he confirmed that they were going to have a an exclusive quote exclusive trailer or something that's yeah. different just because they haven't had time because they've been working so much on the demo yeah. and everything that's kind of been going along with that they haven't really had any time to prepare something yeah so i think i mean what he's kind of said is that they're going to use e3 to set up gamescom which yeah. is a bit strange but it means that yeah gamescom they're going to try and have a bit more of a presence for final fantasy 15 but e3 it's going to be there in a limited capacity. Yes. Which is, it's kind of disappointing because E3 is a pretty big deal. It is and it isn't. I'd rather go to Gamescom if I'm honest. <laughs> it just, to me, that opens up a few question marks about potential release for the game though because mm. if if it's releasing in the next 12 months, would you want to skip E3? 
It's true. I don't know. Well, I guess if anything, as long as they're working on it, I'm happy. I mean, you know, if this if this is just because I mean, what else can they really show us? They've showed us so much with episode Dusk Eye, and like, well, they it, have, but it's, it was a limited, it was a limited it was a showcase limited of what thing, you can do. But I mean, like. You know, but I mean, there's so much about the story we don't know. Uh, there's a yeah, lot they could true. introduce. It's and true. They could do a, like obviously they had episode described, but they could actually do a demo mm-hmm. in one of the press conferences showcasing what the combat's actually going to be like. Because obviously we know they toned it down. Yeah, but I guess like maybe because the feedback um, thing was so soon after, maybe maybe they just need time to sort of sort that stuff out first because they had they had quite a few things in the feedback um special that they actually were saying like you're you know, just we're going crazy at... today aren't you you just I'm sorry. throwing this outline out well, the window i know i know but you know i'm just saying it makes me wonder why I even bother planning because you like to organize and I just like to mess things up. You do. But yeah. it's good because it makes things interesting. I have to think on my feet that way. There you go. Makes yeah. me feel alive. Oh, yeah. But yes, no, they have been super busy. And that's why he said they've been super busy after the demo. And that's mm. why they haven't had enough time to really think about what they were going to do at yeah. E3. Which is why it makes sense for them to really focus on Gamescom. It's just a bit of a shame, I think, because the Western audience focuses so heavily on E3. Yeah. And, game. I mean, Gamescom's getting up there. It's a much bigger show than it used to be, but I still don't think, in a worldwide perspective, it has the same thing, uh, same kind of appeal. But, you know, maybe they're thinking that... I mean, Gamescom's typically more of a PlayStation-orientated show. Mm. Companies often do PlayStation-focused announcements. Um, so maybe they're thinking that they want to try and tap into that. Maybe. I mean, you know, we're all aware that Type-0 HD in sold kind of badly on Xbox One yeah. compared to the PS4. So, you know, it, it would make sense to, um, to try and focus a bit more on the PlayStation-centric market. Mm. But who knows? I mean... It could just literally be that they haven't had enough time, which yeah. seems a bit strange to me. But you know, that, I guess that is what it is. They just don't want to focus on the the prettiness, like stuff, like the the showy stuff. They want to just focus on let's get this done. Yeah, I mean, I would say that obviously we we know that there's not going to be too much coverage for Final Fantasy 15. There may be more stuff for Kingdom Hearts three. That's true. Um, I know there's going to be the D23 event thing in um, Japan in November. That's not E3. It's not E3, but like that's the thing they haven't really meant. Like, I from what it sounds like, it seems like Tetsu Nomura is just kind of saying, like, you know, oh, we'll have new information at D23. Okay, well, there's like two big, huge games. Well, D23 is after TGS as well, isn't it? Yeah. I'm like, you know, there's there's a few really, really big gaming convention things that happen before that happens. Is that meaning that you're not going to reveal any new information until that happens? Who knows? He's an uh, enigma. Oh, Nomura, you that drive Nomura. me crazy. But yeah, so there, there could be Kingdom Hearts 3 news as well. It would and be nice if there I would was imagine that they'll probably have some information on the new Star Ocean game that was announced too. Yes, it's true. And um, we may see something else. Who knows? I mean, they've been teasing this new new action RPG or new RPG franchise that wasn't based on an existing IP, right? Mm. Am I correct? Which I'm sure that the, the I'm sure that they've been teasing some new franchise that was an RPG. I I think they have been talking about it, but... unless that was Star Ocean. 
Um, might have been. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, Square Enix. Square Enix. They may have yeah. So they may have a game that they're Just announcing. Please be excited, people. Please be excited. Please always be excited. Come on. Yes. Right. News. Final Fantasy Fifteen. Straight in there. Yeah. Episode Disguise Two Point Zero. Woohoo! So apparently Hajime Tabata wants to break all the rules and wants to update a demo, which is something that no one has ever done before. Yeah. I mean, that's like freaking crazy. I mean, like to update a demo is just mad. Yeah. So apparently he wants to update episode the episode described demo, but literally no one has ever done that before. So they aren't quite sure what the protocol is to go about <laughs> updating the demo. So like... I think he's really said that he wants to do it, but there's no guarantees at the moment. No, he said, if anything, like, it might be that this is used for um, trade shows and stuff, and, like, it will be on the show floors for people to try it out, like, try out the new version. But um, but he is looking to looking to update it, which I think, you know, says a lot about about how they feel like they they really they really 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 want this to do well and they really really want to get it right well it's not so much that i think it that it just shows how much they value us as fans as well and that's true too. because i think they appreciate the fact that they had to tone down the demo to try and enable us to play it and experience yeah. it and i think that was one of the th- the key things he wanted to do because we've had to wait so long he really wanted us to just actually get to see something tangible yeah that we could like it's not it's not a trade show it's not the press saying it. it's you can see it yourself yeah and, and then so, you can provide your feedback yeah so i think that it's kind of why he wants to do this update because there are a lot of things that were addressed in um the feedback and he wants to show everyone that they are Listening. they've been fixed at all that they already existed they just couldn't put them in so for example yeah. they're going to be putting in a standard dodge roll which yeah. is something that was clearly missing from the game because you only had the magic based dodge. Yeah. But it was not clear that they were both intended to be there, but they just they couldn't put them in because of memory restrictions. Yeah. So like that's one thing he wants to fix because a lot of people were frustrated about the fact that you couldn't just dodge. Yeah. But they're also trying to just do some generic implementations to the battle system. Uh, making it a bit more flexible. There's going to be a lot more joint attacks they're going to be putting in so the mm. different party members interact with each other in a better way. They're also aware of camera issues <laughs> and also how the targeting system was not explained at all. And yeah. even when you did figure out how it worked, it still didn't work that well. Yeah, it was funny when he was saying about that. He was like, yeah, we forgot to put um, about R3 in there. Sorry, guys. But it was also interesting because I don't, I don't quite know what their QA process was for this demo, but... When he was going through the feedback, he was just like, yeah, when we like played it, when we played the demo ourselves, we noticed a lot of these issues. It's like, well, why were they in there then? I know. <laughs> Bless them. What were you guys doing? <laughs> Maybe it was just too late. Maybe they were just like, oh, well, we got to release this, so let's get it out, like, boys. But yeah, um, so they have basically just made a lot of general improvements to the demo they want to spruce it up i think the plan is also for them to start maybe putting in some magic attacks or is that am i making that up because i know they obviously magic is Um, meant to be in there i'm not sure because i know they said they were looking to expand the battle system and make it a bit Mm. more reflective of the final product but i i I don't i want to say no because i know that the i know that the magic system is quite quite intense from what they were saying and it doesn't it didn't seem like they were going to put it in but i don't know you never know you do never know but either way but yeah i mean the other big thing about this was that obviously 
we had the episode disguise surveys mm, which are really interesting we actually did a um well i did a big infographic on the site if you guys want to check it out um it's just a, a nice little thing to sort of guide you along with i i i'm a visual learner so seeing things is sort of better for me Yay. to understand and and cope with and stuff. colors and colors but yeah so basically unlike other surveys the only way you could enter your opinion is if you physically bought the game mm-hmm. you had to use your activation code for the demo to validate your opinion essentially which means that in theory they got honest opinions from people mm. who actually played it as opposed to just fans who wanted to vent or or whatever which is what a lot of reviews happen yeah to, to do these days um but they did ask a lot of different things and for the purposes of the presentation they separated them out by region where possible i think there's only one instance where they didn't yeah um, so they've got japan's opinion north american opinion and european opinion which is a bit dubious because obviously the different countries in europe will probably have very different opinions too yes definitely but they've all been lumped in as one for the purposes of this yes so these there were so many different topics and we're going to try and go through them and just give you a, a general feel of how the different regions varied where they did. Um, so the first one, uh, these aren't necessarily in order of the presentation they did them and we've, we've kind of mixed them around. Um, but the first thing we're going to talk about is why they actually stopped playing the demo. <laughs> and why was that, Lauren? Well, I've actually found it really interesting. So... The Japanese, okay, so they come out with games like freaking Demon Souls and Dark Souls and like r- really freaking ridiculously hard games, but they thought that the demo was too difficult. It's a good chunk, about a quarter of the people said that that was one of the things that they didn't like about they didn't like about the game was that it was too difficult and i was just like floored by that because well maybe it's just because we're a bit cocky in like north america and europe and we're we we don't want to say oh yeah the game was too difficult and we have a lot of pride or whatever even if it's a survey an anonymous survey or whatever but like in japan they were just like yeah no it's actually it was a bit too difficult part of me thinks though that it was a bit it, this might go hand in hand with the fact that a lot of people said they stopped playing it because they didn't understand the goals that's true now I'm just thinking back to when I first played the demo and I went to fight the behemoth and I got my ass handed to me because I tried to kill it straight away. Mm. Now, if uh, if they were trying to do that, they would have got their ass handed to them too. And that was, makes true. it very hard because you're not supposed to do that. It's very true. But I mean, like, even if you just look at the percentages, a lot of people in, like, America and Europe didn't have But that too might many be because in, in our regions, people maybe communicate a bit more so they knew that and obviously there's so much Mm. so many videos coming out about ramu and all that stuff it's true whereas you know if if they had the experience that i did where i actually had to stop playing at that point because i died (laughs) they might have just said like screw this i because the behemoth just kicks the crap out of you yeah it's true so maybe they just thought okay actually that's too difficult for me i don't want to play this anymore i don't want to have to do that again i wanted to just kind of breeze through this it's a demo yeah, I mean that's partially just why I think it might have been. I don't necessarily then, think it was because they found the whole thing too difficult. I, it, mm. it just in my brain it makes sense that they might have just had that experience where they got their ass handed to them at that point, not realizing the fact that they weren't actually supposed to fight it. It also might be interesting to see how many of the people in North America and Europe used a uh, leveling cheat. Very true as well. Because mm. if they use a leveling cheat, yeah, like chances are it will be a lot easier because like you can get 
you can get your party to level 99 quite quickly. The other big difference the Japanese had compared to the other two regions was they said the demo was too long. Yeah, yeah, they, I mean, like, it was only, like, a small bit that said that, but, like, yeah, that was, uh, compared to North America and Europe, they were the only ones who said but it was But as a, as a big、long. contradiction, so most people in North America and Europe said they stopped playing because they were fully satisfied and they'd done everything they wanted to do. Whereas in Japan, only about 5% of people said that they stopped playing because they were fully satisfied. Yeah. So, like, they said it was too long. Yeah. But then they're also saying they haven't spent enough time on it. Yeah. Slightly weird. Yeah, just a bit.、Um, but, yeah, the next point was actually what they thought about the demo and how much of an impression it gave them of what the final game might represent.、Mm. And whereas in, again, North America and Europe, A lot of the people, I mean, in North America, it was pretty much 80% of people said that it kind of gave them a general to fairly close impression of what it might end up with. Yeah. Europe, it was just under 75%. In Japan, they said, eh, not really. Only about half the people thought, only about like 3% of people said they thought it was a very close representation of what the final product might be, which is pretty accurate, really. Yeah. And then about 50, just under 50% said they general impression, whereas about 40% of people said it's, yeah, somewhat. Maybe. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just so funny how similar like, North America and Europe are compared to,、um, compared to Japan, at least with these first two graphs. Because, yeah, I mean, they, they are very different. But then this next one is quite similar all across the board.、Um, will you get Final Fantasy XV? And pretty、Blunt、much. Blunt question. Will you much, get it? I know. Pretty much each region said, yeah, definitely we'll get it. I think the Japanese were slightly more honest、mm. because they, they, a lot of them said definitely, but a larger percentage of them said probably. Yeah, it's true. They, they didn't want to commit. No, definitely can't commit. But nobody really said definitely not. No. I think、yeah. that was like、so、0.1% of people. Yeah, like not very many people at all. But,、um, but like they, you had like a small slither of people who said they don't know. But, but I think it's generally quite positive for,、um, for the team. To see that a lot of them, after playing the demo, will definitely get Final Fantasy XV. So, this next one is actually a really pleasing question for me because、mm-hmm. it relates,、uh, revolves around Final Fantasy Type Zero HD. I think Laura and I were getting a bit annoyed, but、yeah. there was a lot of, there were, we saw a lot of people that who were buying Type Zero HD only to play the demo and then return、yeah. it afterwards. Yeah, oh, I just. Like, I mean, like, you have every right to do whatever you want with the game. Like, you know, it's your, it's your sort of decision. But to not even give Type Zero a chance is just ridiculous. But yeah, so they, basically, they asked him this question Did、um, the inclusion of the demo influence why you bought Type Zero HD? In Japan, about、um, 75, 76% of people said, Yeah, damn right, I did. Because、yeah. obviously, a lot of them have played it already. Which、yeah. I think goes back to our last episode where we were talking about sales. Still one of the best selling PS4 games. Like,、yeah. So, I mean, a good chunk of those apparently bought it because of the demo. Yeah, which is honest.、Um, but in Europe, it was about 50 50 actually. So, if, yeah, about 50% of people、uh, said it didn't affect it at all. Yeah. Or it didn't affect it very much. Yeah, which is, which is okay. It was slightly more towards the Final Fantasy XV demo in North America, but it was still a decent chunk of people who said that it didn't really affect their decision too much, which, you、mm. know, it's, it's good. I think it was, it was positive that that was, that was the case. Yeah, definitely. And then we get to did you complete the demo? And、um, a majority of people did, except for, except for Japan. Japan had about a quarter that said no, they didn't complete it. But North America and Europe, 
are pretty much the same across the board. Which could be it could be those rage quitters in Japan. Yeah, it's true. I don't understand this. It's too long. It's too difficult. But no, again, it's, it's Europe and North America are pretty much identical. Yeah, in almost every graph. This one was quite interesting as well, actually, because uh, the next question is: Would you play the demo again? And uh, two of the regions said, uh, "Yeah, they would." Yeah. Whereas North America actually said no, because mm. I think a lot of them have just played to death and spent about fifty hours in the damn thing. So yeah, they've they've achieved all they want to achieve, and they hope to never touch it again. <laughs> to be honest, I probably like completing a demo. I don't know. I. I rarely go back to demos, really. Well, I rarely play demos anyway. The only demo that I think I played, like, completely... Uncharted? Uncharted was the first Uncharted, because I just thought the graphics were just so insane, and I had to, like, just keep going back to it and just being like, this is amazing. The only other one I can think that I did it with was Red Faction Guerrilla, because Mm. it was the the building destruction mechanics in the game are just so awesome that I just wanted to blow stuff up. Yeah. To be fair, um, I had... It was so great back then. Um, when when you used to get like PlayStations, um, well, at least my PlayStation for some reason came with a demo disc. So you got like a bunch of trailers and like um, a bunch of like free demos in uh, in your CD or whatever. And that was all I had to play with for a while. And um, yeah, I played like uh, oh, what was it? Um, is it cool? Cool. Cool, Later, running. cool runners is that what it is where cool um a film what am I yeah about? yeah yeah yeah. no it's the one it's the um it's snowboarding it's not it's not um cool boarding. ssx maybe cool board cool boarding but that was fun and then i also played like um oh i can't remember what the other one was but yeah but yeah that one i played to death but that's only because that's all i had because i was poor and then didn't get a game until i got crash bandicoot i'd say the only other game the demos that work quite well for replaying are sports demos for you maybe well i just because the demo is always going to be different every time you play it i suppose um but yeah so in terms of the actual demo feedback um they asked people to give it a score out from zero to ten for Mm -hmm. lots of different elements ranging between the different characters the story um the controls and uh it's quite interesting to see them ranked against each other because all the regions pretty much agreed roughly but there were a few nuances here and there Mm -hmm. um so for example out of the main characters prompto was pretty much the most hated character on average between all three regions Um, which is just yeah but there was a slight difference between noctis uh so noctis was really liked in i think japan yeah in japan but he wasn't really liked in the other two regions whereas the other two regions preferred gladio and ignis Mm. i know ignis was really disliked in europe Probably because of the accent. Yeah, I would think so. I would think that, like, yeah, probably a lot of people were probably judgmental of his accent in England. You guys tend to tend to be quite critical of people trying to do your accent. Well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Also, I, I seem to remember there was a, a slight different other character, one for side characters, like minor character design, which people were quite happy with. So I think that that's where, like, Cindy came into play. Uh, people weren't too bothered about that. Um, mm. But yeah, all across the board, I mean, like... Everything pretty much got above an 8, apart from controls. Yeah. The variety of content, which you'd expect as a demo. I mean, people weren't too keen on the battle system, but it still got a decent score of it. 7.5 on average. Yeah, but, but I think that that's still, that's still very good. I mean, like, there's a lot of games that would be that would be good for... 
I think seven. It, you got to you got to put in, uh, into perspective. I mean, this is just a demo, and it's it's got about an average score of eight point three or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'd hoped that everything was in, in the nines to towards the tens, but well, yeah, that's you what know. you always dream about. But like, yeah, it's like this is the first time that we're ever like seeing anything, and it's very it it is very different. Like that's that's the thing. I mean, Square Enix is being very risky with this game because it isn't like a lot of the other games that they've done in the series. And you know, there are going to be bugs, and it's a new director, and there's just a lot of things that are that are um, sort of against it at the moment. But they'll sh- they should be fine. Yeah, and I mean, the last question they asked um, that didn't include Europe was actually, what interests you about this game? Yeah. So, obviously, you have the two popular ones of it's a numbered Final Fantasy game. Yeah. And the fact that it is a Final Fantasy game. Yep. Uh, they were really they were really important to Japan, like really important to Japan. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still important in America as well, but the other thing that was on par with that in America was the fact that it's an RPG. People just want to play it because it's an RPG and there aren't a whole range of top quality RPGs out there that, that get the massive production treatment. Yeah. So um, that was a big thing. And also in, in North America, the fact that it's more of an action RPG was a big thing, mm. which then goes back to the previous one. Perhaps that's why they had higher expectations on the battle system. Although the one that I love the most is they heard good things because Japan, they just had a zero for that one. Yeah. Because <laughs> they just don't talk to each other. <laughs> well, they do. It's like, but... but that's the thing. Like, I mean, it's just they, it's not in their culture to, they, they don't have a massive sort of community sort of thing like we have but there again even north america didn't do very well on that front no i mean but but i think most people know final fantasy anyway exactly i mean you're not gonna necessarily get into final fantasy because you heard good things no and also i guess the other thing is is that like you know buying a game like type zero for a demo is very sort of committing if that's something like if this was like a demo that was free on psn or something and you told a friend oh hey you know you should check out this demo and they'll be like, oh, okay, that's fine. But no, you should pe- you should buy the $60 game that you might not even like or might not even know anything about just to play the Final Fantasy XV demo. That's a bit bit tougher to sell, I think. Well, I, I don't necessarily think this was in context of the demo. I think it was in context of the game, like why you're interested uh, in the game. So. Um, and that's why like, some of the topics are like, they like the art design. Yeah, um, It's so. quite interesting as well because in North America and Japan, there was a big difference between... So the Japanese... Only about less than ten percent of people said they they are interested in it because of the story. Like they don't seem to care about the story that much, but graphics yeah. was like one of the most important things for them. And, uh, like it has to have top quality graphics. But then they weren't bothered about art design. Yeah, which I, is something that I would have thought that they would be like really sort of passionate well, about. Don't they kind of go hand in hand? Yeah, I would thought so. I guess you can just have like really top notch graphics with simple art like design, really simple art I, design I but like that's yeah i would definitely think that art design and graphics would be needed but i was uh, it's really interesting to me how the story isn't really that important because i mean um well important to japan because i guess that's something that might actually be very sort of western then i mean maybe just the way that they approach games over there is um very much i'm playing a game i want to play a game and i want to just get through it I whereas see, we're yeah, spectacular set pieces i want to see all this yeah. like, cool cool graphics going on whereas we just want we want a connection we want a story i mean 
like I always come back to Nier, but Nier is like a prime example. Like, I mean, you know, I, I love Nier, not because of the graphics, not because of like anything else other than like the story and the music and, you know. But yeah, I mean, that North America had a really strong focus on the story, but mm. But yeah, I think that's that's pretty much all we're going to discuss with regards to the survey. Okay. Yeah, sorry, Lauren. I know you wanted to talk more. But I know. We've got other things we need to talk about. I know. Namely, Mevia's Final Fantasy. Yay. But it's not called that anymore. No. Did you know that? No, you didn't. I did. Yes, you did. Of course you did. You I were just know. teasing it. Yes, Mevia's Final Fantasy is no more. It's been changed to Mobius Final Fantasy. Because Moby took it over, actually. Sonic, Moby's Sonic now the director. took it over. Come on. Moby's now the director. It's based in the same world as Sonic. You're going to have some pump and beats. Stop talking about Moby. That's nothing <laughs> to do with Mobius. There's going to be bald people in the game. Sonic lives on Mobius. Come on, that's a much better time than an old techno guy who isn't relevant anymore. But he's still relevant in my dreams. Actually, I suppose Sonic isn't relevant anymore either. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the game has yes. been officially renamed, and I believe that was done to make it more appealing to a localized audience. I still don't understand what Mobius means compared I, to Mobius. But... Well, it's easier to say. <laughs> Mobius, Mobius, Bobius. But apparently, they, Mobius, it was based I on like the Mobius. Mobius strip or something. Um, so that's why they've given it the name Mobius as opposed to Mebius. But yeah, so that <laughs> happened. Um, it actually happened before the last episode. We just didn't talk about it. Yeah, they also gave the guy more clothes because they said he was too he was too revealing. Yeah, too they changed sexy. his design. Um, the other thing that happened in the world of Square Enix this in this past month was we saw a resurgence of Agni's philosophy. Yeah. So that was a big, big tech demo that came out a couple of years ago and everyone was craving for it to be a game because it had a really cool protagonist and mm. like the graphics looked awesome. Uh, nothing's happened since then. Nope. But they have actually showed an updated version of Agni's Philosophy, which they're calling Witch Chapter Zero Cry. Mm. And it was actually done to showcase DirectX 12 and what that's capable of doing. And it was kind of done in conjunction with... Square Enix, NVIDIA, and Microsoft. They were showing off the Luminous engine. And if you haven't seen the demo or the video that they showcase, it's really cool. Yeah, it's really gorgeous. Like, they show this cutscene and it looks like a full FMV and then they just start stopping it and playing around with the lighting and everything's being rendered in real time. Yeah. Obviously, they've got a pretty beefy tech spec working on that system to make it possible. But, you know, if, if that's kind of where things are going... It, they had like individual strands of hair that just yeah. looked amazing, and, and like the tears the, as well. Yeah, the emotions. Like the, her cheeks were like stained with the tears, and it just all looked so real and just crazy. And the voice act- acting as well was really good in it. Just for the crying, I mean, I thought she gave a pretty convincing cry. Still might come into something. I mean, you just got to look back at Quantic Dream and what they do with the heavy rain. Yeah. I just want those feathers. I think those feathers look... Only if they're, like, fake feathers, though. No real feathers, but but they look quite cool. The end. The end. <laughs> Lauren for fake feathers. Yes. Um, so that's that's pretty much it for the news. We spent a lot of time talking about that survey. Yeah, it was really cool, though. If you have a chance to um, check out the attack time... Or, sorry. <laughs> if you have a chance to check out the active time report... 
um, where they are talking about the feedback, definitely go on FinalFantasyUnion.com. Yeah, I mean, because the tablet actually goes through 15 key points from a worldwide yes. audience and addresses them individually. And then they have one additional point from both Europe and North America. And some people are very, very blunt in what they're saying. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> Which was, is so funny. They, they were kind of generalized but um, yeah. it's quite funny because obviously the, the point from North America was about Noctis's voice acting and how bad yeah. it was and um, Tavita's just like yeah he sounds like Batman yeah and I just love Tavita I think it's great that they I mean that's one of the things that they said that with with regards to his voice they didn't want it like that and mm. but they didn't have time to re-record it before they released the demo so it's at, he's actually already got another voice yeah. which maybe we'll hear at E3 yeah that'd be really cool but that's also another reason why, like, I would say, you know, probably they're keeping it under wraps at the moment because they just need to sort everything out. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's it for all the news. We're now going to go on to our music segment, which Ooh. Lauren has picked from Final Fantasy VIII. I love this song so much. The- I just think of it from um, that scene um, when they're breaking out of the jail. Um, it's from Final Fantasy VIII, of course. And it's called Only a Plank Between One and Perdition. And it's a guitar cover by Family Jewel 7X. And it's it's lovely. It's just a really cool song. And I I always love it when it comes on my iPod. And I could just sort of jazz to it. And, you know, speed up while I'm walking. And, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> so the next episode of Final Fantasy needs to come out on the 9th of June, I think. Oh, that's crazy. Which means that we have potentially more time to talk about E3 stuff before then, if Square Enix decide to reveal anything. We might know a bit more about the press conference at that point. Mm. We probably won't spend as much time talking about it because we've talked about it in this episode, unless they announce something super cool. Yeah. Which they might do. They might. Um, I think also, I mean, the guys at Kingdom Hearts Union are going to do like a special show after E3. Mm. You may hijack it. Ooh, that would be interesting. Depends what happens. Yeah. If Final Fantasy XV has literally nothing happening on it, then we probably won't. <laughs> but you never know. Yeah. But yeah, if you're listening for the first time, please be sure to subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Also, please rate us. Please rate us. Thank you very much to the people who have been rating us recently yes. and writing reviews as well. It's, it's very lovely to read them. Yes, definitely. Yeah, if you search for Final Fantasy on iTunes, we are the number one podcast, so it's pretty easy to find us. Or if you just go to YouTube forward slash FF Union Vids or just search for Final Fantasy Union, we'll come up. Mm. You can, of course, catch every episode at FinalFantasyUnion.com. And please remember that you can support us on Patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. And that's, that's pretty much it now. Bye, guys. Yep, and bye from me too. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production. 